0: I'm Housing Wire digital producer Victoria Wickham, and this is The Daily Download. Today, I'll be discussing the projected costs insurers will have to pay for damages that property owners endured from Hurricane Laura last week. I'll also be sharing the Mortgage Bankers Association's weekly forbearance volume survey, as well as the MBA's and Structured Finance Association's comments on the Federal Housing Finance Agency's proposed rule for a new regulatory capital framework for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Thanks for listening and let's get started with our first story written by James Kleiman that claims insurers will have to pay billions of dollars for damages that property owners endured from Hurricane Laura last week. According to Core Logic, the data and analytics provider estimates that residential and commercial property damage in Louisiana and Texas could range between $8 and $12 billion, with the vast majority of the damage coming from Louisiana. However, damage estimates from two other risk modeling firms, Air and Karen Clark Co., came in lower. Air Worldwide said insured losses from the hurricanes, wind and storm surge will likely be between $4 billion and $8 billion, while Karen Clark and Co. put its estimate closer to $9 billion in the U.S. and Caribbean. Damage from the Category 4 storm was most prevalent in Louisiana, with wind surges reaching 150 miles an hour. In Lake Charles, Louisiana, CoreLogic found that about 9,000 homeowners experienced Category 3 conditions, while 1,100 experienced Category 4. The storm, which is the most intense hurricane to make landfall in the northwestern Gulf in more than 150 years, will also hurt homeowners' ability to pay for their more which is already a problem in several of the area's housing markets, according to Kleiman. In a report on Friday, CoreLogic noted the delinquency rate in Lake Charles, Louisiana and Beaumont, Texas, were both at least two points above the national rate of 7.3%. Our next story comes from Kathleen Howley and covers the Mortgage Bankers Association's weekly forbearance volume survey. The report indicates forbearance rate for mortgages backed by Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac dropped to a four month low of 4.88%, while the overall rate was 7.2%, unchanged from the week prior. The report also states the GSE rate for the week ending August 23rd fell five basis points from the week prior, and the rate mortgages packaged into Ginny Mae Securities, primarily loans backed by the Federal Housing Administration and Veterans Administration increased to 9.58% from 9.54%. MBA Chief Economist Mike Frattantoni said, FHA and VA borrowers are facing a disproportionate impact due to the loss of the $600 a week unemployment benefits part of the CARES Act, coupled with a consistently high rate of layoffs and uncertainty about the job market. With the unemployment rate at 10.2%, higher than the worst month of the financial crisis, some Economists have worried that the forbearance rate could begin to rise now that the $600 weekly payment has expired. The Trump administration has since replaced the CARES jobless benefit with a $300 a week payment using the Federal Emergency Management Fund, which is intended for hurricane relief. That being said, states must update their systems to begin sending it out. So far, FEMA has approved applications from more than two dozen states to offer quote lost wages assistance, but only a handful have finished reprogramming Programming so they can begin the payments. Our last story comes from Sarah Wheeler and shares comments made by the Mortgage Bankers Association and Structured Finance Associations on the FHFA's proposed rule for a new regulatory capital framework for Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. In their comment letters addressed Monday, the NBA provided suggested adjustments to the framework, while the SFA called on the FHFA to suspend the implementation of the rule, quote, until a number of fundamental threshold issues are adequately addressed. In May, the FHFA proposed the rule calling it, quote, a critical step in furtherance of FHFA's stated intention to responsibly end the conservatorships of the GSEs. The new framework consists of risk-based capital, with requirements that would include credit risk, market risk, and operational risk, and leverage ratio requirements with some capital buffers. According to Wheeler, the proposed rule would also make conforming amendments to definitions in FHFA's regulations for assessments in minimum capital and would also remove the Office of Federal Housing Enterprise Oversights Regulation on capital for the enterprises. In a 22-page letter outlining its concerns on the proposed rule, the MBA acknowledged that it was appropriate and necessary for the FHFA to strengthen the GSE's capital framework in advance of their exit from conservatorship, as the organization claimed the proposed framework remains too complex and lacks transparency in key areas. Notably, one of MBA's key suggestions was that the proposed capital framework should be modified to encourage the GSCs to operate as market utilities with effective incentives to distribute rather than hold mortgage credit risk. On the other hand, the SFA took a different tack, urging the FHFA to address fundamental issues or suspend implementation of the rule in its comment letter, which stretched to a whopping 32 pages. According to the association, the issues requiring resolution, whether in the form of ECF reproposal or otherwise, are critical not just for the two enterprises, but for the broader system of housing services in the United States. In addition to calling for resolution and clarity on a number of issues, the SFA took issue with the proposed rules treatments of the CRT program. In a statement, the association said the capital rule unnecessarily penalizes CRT programs at the enterprises, likely eliminating valid benefits of this diversified cost-effective risk management tool. As a result, the GSEs would be incented to hold more risk, their cost of capital will increase, and the economic benefits passed along to mortgage borrowers via lower G fees will be reduced or eliminated. That's a wrap for today's episode of the Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and join us again tomorrow.